Welcome to the Ether. Today is Monday, June 5th, 2023. Today on the Ether, the Coinage Crypto News Recap. Discussing the SEC sues Binance. What? Let's take a listen. Welcome everybody into another Coinage News Recap. This time we are keeping the intro short because we have breaking news to get to. I'm the host of Coinage, Zach Guzman, coming to you live from our Brooklyn studios in New York. Excited to have with us on the space today, uh, Fox Business reporter and producer Eleanor Terrett back with us to dive into all the breaking news. And Eleanor, there's a bunch of stuff to get into, mainly the SEC finally dropping the hammer on Binance, suing not just the world's largest crypto exchange, but also the CEO behind it in CZ. And this uh, full complaint just dropped a few moments ago. So I know you and I have been digging into this. We have our head writer, Zach Abrams, who's also been diving into this to tease out the biggest things here. But just want to start, no time to waste in digging into those, Eleanor, because it echoes a lot of what we saw from the CFTC complaint, but adds on top of it Allegations of wash trading that inflated the trading activity on Binance US. It also calls out BNB, Binance's token, as an unregistered security and includes some damning messages as well. When you have the C, uh, the CCO or COO rather saying we are operating as a fucking unlicensed exchange in the USA, bro. That's a direct quote. But your initial reaction to this one, Eleanor, because it seems pretty extreme in the, uh, in the complaint that the SEC finally brought against Binance. Yeah. So, you know, here's me thinking that today's biggest news would be the House Financial Services Committee AG bill to, uh, to finally bring some clarity to crypto that we saw drop on Friday. But I was wrong and I uh, was blown out of the water by this Binance uh, lawsuit dropped by the SEC about a few minutes ago. Um, yeah, it's, it's definitely, you know, I, I don't think it's a surprise. I think a lot of people did see this coming, you know, whether it was going to be because we saw the CFTC do this, you know, a few months ago. Right. And usually what one agency does between the CFTC and the SEC, the other will follow pretty quickly. Usually it's the SEC that does these things first. But uh, we saw the CFTC, you know, kind of come out with this with this initial lawsuit. And then now the SEC is weighing in saying it's, it's essentially the same, you know, complaint, just that, you know, they're listing the uh, assets on Binance uh, as securities. And obviously the CFTC, the CFTC did not do that. Um, but we also saw this complaint about the commingling of funds. And like you said, Zach, you alluded to the, the statement in there about, you know, the C, CCO saying, you know, we're operating an unlicensed exchange in the U.S. So there's a lot here here to unpack. Um, like I said, I don't think it's much of a surprise that, that this came down. I think the big question that people are going to think about now is, is there going to be a DOJ investigation? Because, you know, we've seen two civil cases now between the CFTC and the SEC. You know, these are not criminal charges, they're civil. So um, th the big question will be, is this going to be followed by some kind of DOJ uh, lawsuit as well? So that'll be interesting and uh, definitely people will be on the watch for that. 
Yeah, no, it's it's huge, and uh, we are. Eleanor, I think there's a slight echo because you can never. Twitter Spaces never lets you turn the volume all the way down on phones. Don't know why know. they haven't figured it out yeah. yet. Always constantly. We're gonna tell Musk. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get him on the space and figure it out. Um, Abrams, you were also following this one closely in terms of the new. I mean, we're watching BNB fall. It's about off about seven percent. Anytime you see a token labeled as a potential security, and now a lawsuit being brought against Binance itself, you you're not surprised to see token moves like that. But there are also other tidbits in here. Like we said, the wash trading allegations pretty serious when it comes to faking uh, trading activity on Binance US. That allegation's new. Um, and the way that we saw all of this set up to basically give CZ extreme control over the way Binance is run. That's certainly one of the things that stood out to me, but there are others as well. And Eleanor, I mean, you, you know, we were talking about when this might happen to your point. I think, you know, the CFTC has been leading the charge specifically when it comes to problems at Binance. But now seeing the SEC step into the ring, that's a whole nother piece that, you know, you, you've got CZ, by the way, on Twitter saying we haven't seen this complaint. We're waiting to respond. The media always gets this first. Uh, I'm sure, though, I mean, earlier this morning, there were reports from Bloomberg and Coindesk talking about a change up at Binance, someone who's coming in here uh, to basically potentially take over for CZ. And I thought that was an interesting time for that story to be coming out, talking about uh, a, a rising star at Binance to potentially take over Richard Tang. And now you've got CZ being named in this lawsuit specifically himself. Interesting timing, I would say. Definitely interesting timing. And, and you know, it just keeps kind of referring back to was, you know, this entirely unexpected. I, I don't think it was. Um, I did uh, tweet uh, a couple of minutes ago. I, I have a source close to Binance. Um, and this person told me that the company knew there was a quote unquote high likelihood that the SEC would file pretty much the exact same complaint that the CFTC did, just marking the assets as securities, but they were not made aware that it was coming down today. And I don't think that's entirely, um, you know, unusual. I think, you know, these regulatory agencies, they, whether they received a Wells notice uh, is unclear, whether they, um, you know, I, I think they don't, there's no obligation to tell these companies that they're under investigation in the first place. A Wells notice is actually kind of a courtesy. Um, if the SEC sends you a Wells notice, it's, it's kind of them saying, you know, here's a heads up, just so you know, but they don't legally obligated to do that. So, you know, um, I think obviously Binance was new. They knew this was, you know, probably in the works. And, and, and are they making preparations behind the scenes for a potential shift in power? I think it's, you know, it's definitely possible. Um, you know, CZ's getting, you know, I think, I think everything hinges on this, this potential DOJ investigation, right? Because we've seen so many reports from Reuters that have, uh, you know, come out in the last few months, basically saying, you know, there's all this evidence that, you know, there was commingling and that CZ is, you know, basically a crook. And, you know, I think, as a company, Binance kind of has to take that into consideration, right? I mean, when there's so much kind of when the when the regulatory conversation is stacked against you that much, you kind of have to make preparations for the company as a whole, and you know, kind of maybe not uh, keep it in control, and you know, so that one person obviously like CZ built this thing, but at the end of the day, like, what's best for the company? Is it is it putting this new guy Richard Tang in there? You know, he's I don't know, I haven't done much research into him, but is he you know as controversial of a figure? Yeah. We kind of have to see. Um, but yeah, I think the timing is definitely, definitely interesting. And Abrams, you're pouring over this. This is 136 pages in this complaint. And the SEC uh, brings some new allegations, which are, you know, some of the things that we're looking at because, you know, it's it's even more damning, I think, than the CFTC case. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I read the entire CFTC lawsuit when it came out for our episode that we reported on that. And the main thrust of that lawsuit was about Binance attracting global customers to the 
Binance.us platform, uh, despite claiming that they were not doing so. Um, and also the amount of control CZ had over Binance. But in this thread that I'm pulling together, there's a lot more in this suit than the CFTC suit. Um, there are allegations that Zhao's trading firm Sigma Chain engaged in wash trading that inflated the trading volume of securities on Binance. It labeled Binance's token BNB and its stablecoin BUSD as crypto asset securities, along with Solana, Cardano, Polygon, Filecoin, Cosmos, Sandbox, Decentraland, Algorand, Axie Infinity, and Cody, which I've never even heard of. Interesting um, admission, by the way, omission of XRP. True. Eleanor, I know you've been watching that too. They do call this list non-exhaustive. Yeah. Um, There's even more. CZ allegedly uh, drove out two CEOs of BAM Trading, one of them after just three months, because both of them said, hey, we want to lead Binance.us, which is, uh, BAM Trading is basically the holding company for Binance.us. And they said, we want to declare our independence from Binance.com. One of them had a project called the 1776 Project that was meant to declare their independence. <laughs> but when CZ got wind of this, he fired both of them, including the second <laughs> one after three months. So yeah, that's what we're looking at so far. I'm reading through the lawsuit. Um, yeah, if, if anyone, yeah, if anyone's <laughs> listening right now and you're and you're seeing other things, feel free to respond in the comments on the space, and definitely also, you know, request the mic pop up here as well. But Eleanor, I mean, this is this is one of those things where you get a lot of people in crypto saying, like, literally, the, the responses so far have been, "Oh, I'm sleeping on this news. This is boring." Of course, the SEC is going to go after Binance, but how important is this, you think, to the overall ecosystem? Because Binance controls more than half of the world's you know, trading volumes when it comes to the platform itself. So anytime anything happens with Binance, it's huge. And I guess some of this was expected, but it's still huge. Yeah, yeah. I don't think it undermines basically what's going on here, even though people were potentially, you know, they thought I I knew this was coming. Like this is, you know, kind of, you know, expected. I I don't think it, um, it, it lessens the charges that are being brought against uh, Binance here because, like you mentioned, the you know the CFTC complaint is is different. There's there's less in there than in the SEC complaint. They bring much much more uh, kind of hard hitting accusations, I would say. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's they are the biggest exchange in the world, and you know whatever happens to them is kind of a it's a, it, it it happens. You know, it it affects everybody else in the space, and uh, I do think that you know it's going to, we'll see some ripple effects, I think for sure. Um, you know, whether we're going to see a DOJ investigation, I don't know, but that'll be really the, the kind of the, the icing on the cake. I think that'll be the, the big shock is, you know, cause that's, that's really like, that's criminal charges. And then, you know, at the end of the day, like how does that factor into Binance's business? You know, I mean, I know they're a global company, you know, they're not, they're not domiciled here in the U S but, but a, a, a DOJ investigation is nothing to sniff at. No. And I think also watching CZ's response here again, our team is standing by ensuring systems are stable, including withdrawals and deposits. And we'll keep our eyes on BNB because, again, a lot of the trading activity kind of denominated in what Abrams flagged, BUSD, BNB. These are tokens that are directly tied to Binance. And we're continuing to watch that one slip in trading today now off more than 8%. Uh, I, I don't know. I always draw the comparisons back to FTX and everyone always likes to compare CZ and SBF just because we saw that battle play out in FTX's collapse. And you think about what CZ said back then, that exchanges should not have tokens that correspond to, you know, the life of these exchanges. And I'm not saying that, you know, FTX's token is in any way, shape and form the same as BNB because people actually use it for a lot of different projects out there, which was not true of FTT, but interesting to watch. And Eleanor, to your point, when we're, when we're putting this now new development in context, we were talking about 
the House bill out on Friday and how it seemed like House Republicans were shifting in where this goes and regulating this environment, trying to say that you could eventually pass a crypto token off from being a security into being a commodity, depending on how, quote unquote, decentralized it is. And you're even seeing frameworks in that new bill about how much control someone would have to identify it as being decentralized, which reminded me of the Hinman docs we were talking about last time we had you on and the way that people and regulators might look at this space. So I guess we can highlight there the first look at this House bill to potentially push pressure on regulators to say, how should we as Congress start writing a bill that would lay out new rules for crypto tokens? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I was in a great space this morning. It was hosted by um, Ryan Selkis of Masari, and there was Kristen Smith, the Blockchain Association, and um, Justin Slaughter. So, you know, regulatory folks who are really, you know, they, they dug into this bill and they had some really great thoughts on it. Just from a regulatory standpoint, I mean, this is kind of the first like comprehensive uh, that kind of encompasses a lot of different things that we've seen, right? We've seen we've seen the the, the McHenry Waters bill, um, you know, last year about stable coins. We've seen a couple other bills that you know have you know references to crypto, kind of you know trying to to make the definitions um, you know clear. But I think this kind of encompasses a lot more than that. It's like obviously the definitions. It kind of touches on um, like NFTs and 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 it doesn't. Uh, touch on DeFi, you know, as much as I think, you know, people would have wanted it to. I think uh, they made a great point this morning that uh, it was kind of following in the steps of MICA or MICA over in in Europe. They Mm -hmm. kind of have this framework or they wanted to build out this sort of um, this definition and sort of rules of the road for for CeFi before they before they went to DeFi. Um, So I think you are seeing some elements of that here. But you know, again, it's 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 kind of the first all-encompassing bill we've seen in a long time, and 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 these regulatory experts say this is probably going to be the framework for uh, you know for the crypto rules that we see. You know, hopefully, hopefully down the line, um, even dem- even people who are crypto skeptics um, have said this that you know, like we can see this being you know like the really the kind of the basic framework for what we'll see um, be integrate like how we're going to integrate this into our you know financial system. So, you know, it's a, it's a Republican bill, obviously. Um, there's no, it's not bipartisan support yet. So there's going to be some work to do. But I think like we were just talking about that, Zach, I feel like, you know, with the, because you know, Democrats are kind of, they're more, they tend to lean towards, you know, the SEC should have jurisdiction over crypto. Gary Gensler has it right. All these cryptos are securities. And now with this, with this Binance complaint, you know, you see even more accusations of, of tokens being security. So I think that will kind of divide even further if possible. Um, it's going to take a long time, I think, for, for people to get on board with this to you know even move this thing to a to a house floor vote i mean it's it's in committee right now so you know there's some work to do um but i do think it's good news overall for the space just to have this kind of initial framework that everybody's been asking for yeah i mean it's just pure confusion mostly in terms of again what is a security what's not no answers around it and i'd be remiss i think if i didn't ask you uh, obviously uh, as we've commented on a number of times uh you've been spot on in coverage over the ripple lawsuit back and forth with the sec about what is is ripple security is it not and i wonder if there's any initial reaction to kind of the developments from today plus what we saw in the house bill that might be signaling maybe a change in just blanket identifying anything if it's crypto it's a security and what that might mean for the ripple case obviously a judge ruling in that one very different than what congress might want to do but i wonder if it's any sign of maybe a changing of the tide and again odds in ripple coming out successfully in that case uh lawsuit against the sec 
I think a lot is going to hinge on these lawsuits. You know, everybody's talking about Ripple now because they kind of are the ones that are, you know, the biggest headline. They're the ones leading the charge. And we've also got Grayscale as well. You've got these, these big companies that are in litigation with the SEC. And I think a lot will depend on the outcome there. If the SEC loses those cases, then I think, you know, you'll have some Democrats say, okay, maybe, you know, the SEC route is not working for us. Maybe we need to try something different. Maybe they might be more willing to kind of come to the table and, uh, you know, have a sort of, uh, I guess, split approach between the CFTC, the SEC. I I think everything hinges on these lawsuits, um, the judicial process. So, you know, it's going to be a big month, um, I believe, for crypto. I think, you know, we're not just with the Hinman emails coming out next week, but uh, a lot of chatter that potentially we'll see a summary judgment decision from the judge this month as well. So, I think Ripple will be the headliner here. Um, they'll be they'll be the ones that everybody looks to. But then also, you know, keep in mind uh, Grayscale. There are a couple other companies that that have decided to stand. Well, Coinbase. I guess we're going to watch Coinbase as well. Um, you know, this can't be making them feel too easy right now with the uh, the Binance news. They must be thinking, oh, okay, this is a this is a possibility that we actually might get you know a lawsuit on our hands down the line. We know they got the Wells notice. Have they had anything else in the coming week in the in the interim weeks? I'm not sure, but I guess we'll uh, we'll have to see what comes of that as well. Yeah, geez, just watching the the Coinbase chart right now, those shares off 10 percent as well in reaction to this news. So, and you're right, completely accurate to to connect those dots between Binance, their new legal pressure, and what's going on with Coinbase shares, which have already had a tough year. Add 10 uh, percent to what's going on there. Actually, not a tough year. I was looking at the chart; it's actually doing quite well year to date. But today, not so well in trading session. Uh, I, I think the last point on that house bill too, though, in, in terms of what is the measurement, I think that that's kind of intriguing to see uh, the layout in terms of defining something over the previous. This is very technical and very specific. Finally, I think in measurement of what is decentralized, what's not. Uh, according to uh, the bill, the network could be considered decentralized enough if no person during the last 12 months had unilaterally authority to control or materially alter the function and operation of a network, or no person affiliated with that owned 20% or more of the digital uh, assets outstanding for a project. So that's one promising like line in the sand. We heard from Solana's co-founder saying, we got no rules now to figure out what is and what is not based on decentralization. So that's at least promising, I think, if you ask mm-hmm. most of the people and operators in the space just looking for any sort of guidance on what is and is not a security. But Eleanor, the other thing that we've been watching in terms of political coverage, not just happening in Congress, but presidential candidates ramping up their support for Bitcoin. Of course, Ron DeSantis on his space with Elon Musk came out and said, I'm a pro-Bitcoin president. I'll defend Americans' right to Bitcoin. You got Jack Dorsey also endorsing a Democratic challenger, RFK Kennedy, uh, RFK Jr. Um, And I think some of this is tied to what we've also seen RFK Jr. also significantly against the idea of a U.S.-backed digital currency. And a new poll there showing that only 16% of Americans favor a CBDC, U.S. government-backed digital currency, compared to 34% that oppose that technology. And I think it's something that Republicans and now RFK Jr. are latching onto and saying, look, we don't want the government to have this sort of surveillance or control over how we spend our money And I don't know, it's a new poll. And I think it's pretty interesting to think about where Americans are on the issue beyond what is or is not a security, but just government surveillance and the ability to track us. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, it's definitely a, an increasingly important topic. I think among presidential candidates, you saw, like you said, um, you know, DeSantis, uh, Ramaswamy. Now, uh, Kennedy, I think Kennedy was the first person to come out, you know, as a pro Bitcoin, saying he'd accept Bitcoin donations. And so, and you see that as you know, it's 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 a bipartisan. Um, uh, topic, right? I mean, it's not, it's not, you know, just Republicans, it's not just Democrats, like you see both candidates on both sides of the aisle coming out in favor of crypto and coming out against this idea that argues that it increases government surveillance, they're going to be able to see our financial data, they're going to be able to kind of control like money going in and out of, of people's accounts, which is a scary thought. And, um, you know, I think it, it, it just goes to show, and I, I wrote this article last week, just, you know, kind of the growth of crypto Twitter, and how that's kind of, it's, going into the, the the conversation of the 2024 election. Um, I think both of them are going hand in hand. I mean, you see today, you've got Kennedy on a spaces call with Musk at 2 p.m. So he's doing exactly what he did with DeSantis, mm-hmm. um, with Kennedy today. And then you saw Jack Dorsey come out endorsing, uh, endorsing Kennedy. So that's an interesting development. I think, you know, it's going to be much more of uh, part of the conversation of the 2024 election than I think we even realized maybe a few months ago. Yeah. And Marianne Williamson was also in those uh, responses trying to get Elon Musk. That was kind of sad to see. She was like, please, let me come up there on a space as well. I don't know if he's going to add it for her. I also don't know. We'd love to chat with Marianne Williamson to hear more about her uh, stance on digital assets. I think that'd be interesting. Uh, As well as, as you mentioned, this 2 p.m. space with Elon Musk and RFK Jr. Um, Abrams, you had something to add on that, too, because it is increasingly something that I think every candidate is being asked about. Maybe no surprise that Elon Musk uh, is asking about it on these spaces because, as we know, he's he's into crypto and perhaps Twitter might actually be adding all of that functionality pretty soon. Yeah, I just had something a little bit tangential to add, but in terms of securities, there was one on that list, that non-exhaustive list that the SEC included in our lawsuit that I didn't recognize, Cody, spelled C-O-T-I. And I looked it up and it's only the 300th crypto in the world based on market cap. And I was wondering why they included it in the list. But further down in the lawsuit... They explain how uh, Binance.us, Sigma Trading, which is one of CZ's personal trading arms, you can think of it kind of like Alameda Research in that it's owned by him, but it operated on the Binance.us platform. Apparently, uh, in the 11 days after Binance.us listed Cody, their wash trading accounted for over 30% of the volume for this token. Not a great look when you're talking about marketing crypto tokens to Americans and claiming they're not securities, but also engaging in, you know, shady action to try to pump the price or make volume appear. Uh, so definitely something that doesn't look good for yeah. CZ and Binance. Last bit of that, Eleanor. I mean, it was it was RFK Jr.'s uh, appearance on Fox Business, I think, actually on your network, that, that Jack Dorsey had tweeted out kind of saying that not only do I endorse RFK Jr., but I think he's going to win. Um, and shared clips from a Fox Business interview about crypto and, and his commentary on that. But you, you think about how that stands in with the other side. And you got Elizabeth Warren continuing to push her anti-crypto army and where that where that goes in terms of the political divide between Republicans and Democrats and, I guess, fringe candidates like RFK Jr. also being pro-crypto. It's weird now to watch, I think. It is. It, it's, it's definitely, it's changing every day. And I was speaking to a Democratic strategist who comes on Fox News all the time um, the other day about this. And she was like, yeah, basically, I feel like more Republicans are getting on board and endorsing RFK than Democrats are. So, and I think because of his, you know, his, his, his talking points, his, the things he's hitting on, like the, you know, the anti-CBDC, the anti-government surveillance, pro-financial freedom in terms of using cryptocurrency. So, you know, that's, 
but then you've got you've got the Elizabeth Warrens, right? And the Brad Shermans who are, you know, they're, they're institutional. They're, they're not going to change their mind anytime soon. They're, she came out last week and said, basically the crypto was responsible for, you know, billions of fentanyl deaths. And uh, I think that that caused quite a stir because people, you know, it's obviously the caveat, which is, you know, so does cash. And so does, you know, <laughs> the American banking system has been responsible for, for, for similar things. And it's like, you know, she's, almost trying to pin every single negative thing she can on crypto. So you've already got those, you've got that opposite ends of the spectrum. You've got the kind of the, the RFKs and then you've got the Warrens. So it depends where you fall on that spectrum, but it's going to be interesting to see how people change their, you know, sort of um, who they go on board with and how they kind of change their opinion based on where this conversation goes politically in the election, I think. Yeah, admittedly, I mean, admittedly, I haven't seen very many fentanyl deals up close and personal myself, but uh, I can't imagine them being uh, transacted there in the street on the Lightning Network or anything like that. That's not exactly the first thing that comes to mind. I think you're right to point out cash probably more frequently used for these things. Despite the fact, though, I mean, you know, everyone's talking about Bitcoin. We're seeing this included in every presidential candidate's platform. We're seeing everyone talk about it. And yet, somehow... Uh, if you look at the charts, price action, by the way, not very volatile. And this was flagged in a new report looking at volatility on the Bitcoin price front, only averaging about 32% in terms of an annual rate of volatility for Bitcoin. That's historically not what happens. Uh, historically, I think Bitcoin's averaged something closer in the 70s in terms of volatility. So Bitcoin's price actually less volatile than, than some of the names you might know in Meta and Amazon, which are at 44 and 34% respectively. So this was a hard pivot in topics, Eleanor. But it seems like, it seems like you know, despite the fact that Bitcoin is getting talked about more and more and more, it's basically flat and has been over the last few months of trading, just, just sitting there, which is kind of historically odd to see play out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I want to I want to get your take on this, Zach, as well. Like my my boss, Charlie, when we were talking about, you know, when we saw the kind of the recovery from uh, from the FTX debacle and everything that happened last year when Bitcoin was rising again up from its lows, he said this is probably like a flight to quality. People are seeing Bitcoin as like, you know, the, the token that everybody kind of trusts, um, talks about. It's the original one. It's the one that all the presidential candidates are talking about. But then you've also got all these altcoins, right? That, that you know people are invested in as well. You've got Ethereum. You've got um, you've got well XRP, not in the U.S. but globally. Um, you've got Dogecoin. You've got all these other ones that that also you know are you know fall under the umbrella of crypto. So I think I wonder like what you think about that like flight to quality with Bitcoin because I feel like maybe not not really now because that vol- or the uh, the volume is so kind of just stagnant. I just, I'm not sure. I don't know what the reasoning for that would be apart from, you know, people just kind of waiting to, to get into the market to kind of see if there's going to be any kind of regulatory clarity between now and, and the election. Yeah. I mean, Bitcoin dominance, right? That factor that everyone points to in terms of how much Bitcoin's market cap constitutes when we talk about crypto, it's basically been the same since the beginning of, you know, 2022, hovering around 40%, slightly higher now. So there is, I think, a piece of that flight to safety in terms of where the market's going. Um, Mm -hmm. One thing to note, too, though, is the idea of retail enthusiasm around Bitcoin. And that was something that JP Morgan put in their report out today, looking at uh, the way that retail traders continue. When we talk about flight to safety, they mostly shift into Bitcoin and you got institutional traders mostly shifting into gold and what that might mean around the Bitcoin happening when that happens, because historically, of course, that's generally what triggers the Bitcoin bull runs that we've seen in the past. And the idea of that excitement and enthusiasm on the retail side 
then triggering what could happen on the institutional side. The difference this time, as we're all right to point out as we as we open this show in space, is that there's a huge difference when the exchanges are getting pelted with uh, charges of, you know, potential complaints by the SEC, the CFTC and everyone else. Like you said, if the DOJ swoops in, you can say goodbye to the idea, I think, of institutional demand. And that is, I think, important to consider and where Bitcoin's price goes from here. But let's not kid ourselves. I mean, volatility can also exist to the downside. And that's also something that I find that people are overlooking. If you had told me that ETH would be at 1800 after the collapse of FTX and the SEC going after Binance, I would say that's basically a worst case scenario. And it's still up from where it was 1200 after Terra collapsed. So I don't know. I mean, as, as bad as the like news is, the prices, I mean, if you have volatility at basically a third of where it normally is, I would say that that's two big thumbs up in terms of the space maybe evolving to something a bit more realistic and an adult in the room now. I was going to say, it's not necessarily tied to market news, right? And you see the stock market go up and down based on based on headlines all the time. So the fact that you know, crypto isn't necessarily doing that might be more of an encouraging sign for people. I think so. Perhaps. I also, I, I skipped past this, Eleanor, but you were talking about the witness list when we talk about the House hearing and what's going on as regulators look at this. You were the first to break that as well. Historically, you've always been on top of those things. And now this discussion spills over to if that bill makes sense for the industry. And we're going to hear from experts on that, too. Yes. So tomorrow we've got the uh, House. It's a, it's a full uh, House AG committee hearing. So it's going to be the, the Dems and the Republicans. Uh, they're holding it tomorrow. It's uh, I believe it's at 10, uh, 10 a.m. tomorrow. It's called the Future of Digital Assets, Providing Clarity for Digital Asset Spot Markets. And I feel like this couldn't come at a better time at a more poignant time. Uh, so the witness list, as I've been uh, told, it's going to be a, two panels back to back. The first panel is going to be just uh, CFTC chairman Rostin Bannum. And then panel two, which will happen right after, is going to be a mix of um, of legal uh, chief legal officers, Dan Gallagher, who is the chief legal officer of Robinhood, Paul Grohl, who's the, am I saying that right? I feel like I always get that wrong. <laughs> Pronunciation, anyway. I don't know, it's over, it's over my head, you know? Graywall, Graywall, and I've heard it said a um, ton of different ways. Anyway, the chief legal officer of Coinbase, Paul, who, you know, we saw he's, he's been in hearings before and he holds spaces and, you know, he's super knowledgeable on those topics, all these topics of regulatory. Um, and then we've got uh, president and chief officer of FIA, um, Walt Luckin. And I actually had never heard of FIA until today, but it's the leading global trade organization for futures, options and centrally cleared derivatives markets. Um, he's also a former acting CFTC chairman. And then we've got Dan Berkowitz, who is the former CFTC commissioner and former SEC GC. So yeah. The last hearing, the last crypto hearing, and then last minute was replaced with uh, with someone from the night, with Michael Blagram from the from the NICE. So yeah, we've got all these kind of chief legal minds uh, coming together on top of you know everything that we've seen today to discuss this bill. Basically, they they put out this bill on Friday. I'm, t- I'm told the reason for the timing was is so they could you know have that as the central topic of conversation for this planned hearing. 
because I don't know about you, but I thought, you know, Friday afternoon dropping this legislation was a bit kind of like maybe burying the lead a little bit. I thought maybe they would come out with it a little bit earlier in the week, not like a sleepy Friday, you know, but but apparently this was all planned. And, and the reason being is that they want to, you know, have this central talking point for tomorrow's hearing, which I think will be interesting given all the news that's come down in the last 24 hours. Yeah, I mean, I think that's one of the overhangs too, right? And that's, that's I, I, if you think about a pro and a con for the space, having the Binance news hit right before this house hearing, you wonder how much of that is going to give, I think, anti-crypto people some foundation to stand on when you dig into some of the, uh, you know, damning allegations that we've covered in the space. We have a little over a thousand people in the space with us listening right now. So if you're just joining, just to recap what we opened with here, we were talking about the new SEC case against Binance, not just the world's largest exchange by itself, but also CZ, the CEO of Binance and going after him for Abrams. I think we would both agree and Eleanor, you as well, some pretty damning historically most damning allegations, including wash trading on Binance, propping up trading activity on Binance US, and more insight into perhaps some self-admission of guilt from the COO also saying we're operating as an unregulated exchange in the US. Not the generally CEO, good. I will say, the chief compliance officer. And something that I noticed in the last lawsuit is this chief compliance officer who's not named in the lawsuit, but was named in the CFTC suit personally, Samuel Lim. Uh, to me... Seemed like Binance uh, and CZ hired him to make these decisions to decide to get around the restrictions, instructing US users to use a VPN, personally helping VIP users transfer to the dot-com platform by setting up shell companies. A lot of that is detailed in the CFTC lawsuit. To me, it strikes me as uh, CZ hired this chief compliance officer to take the heat off of him personally yep. for making these decisions. But these lawsuits kind of strike to the heart of that saying, look, CZ has unilateral control over all aspects of his empire. So they're not really sold by this, you know, red herring. Yeah. And I think, you know, the other thing, uh, Eleanor, I don't know if there's anything to add to that, but you know, this is again, something that I think largely people were expecting to eventually happen. They didn't know when it was going to hit. Is it sad that it's hitting right now? As you said, Friday news got buried. You still have Congress very much actively trying to figure out a way to regulate the space. And then the Monday news is Binance has never really wanted to be regulated and clearly has perhaps not been a great actor when it comes to defending the idea of retail investors not getting screwed over and what happens on the back end. Now you've got a mishmash of the news cycle here. And I think it's maybe safe to say everyone who's pro crypto is sitting there saying, hmm, what kind of shenanigans really goes on under the hood? Right. And I, I, you just said that. And I'm just thinking to myself, I wouldn't be surprised if the SEC had spent, you know, this, this was probably a long time in the works writing up this this complaint. But I would not be surprised if they saw that House legislation come out on Friday and say, oh, we got to get moving because we got to, you know, we got to we got to bring this complaint so we could kind of show that that, you know, crypto still has its has its downsides. And when we still believe that it needs to come into full compliance and that, you know, these tokens are securities and these people are bad actors. So I think, you know, uh, I just could see that coming from the SEC. I'm sure it was definitely in the works, but but speeding it up wouldn't surprise me at all. And I think, you know, now we've got that kind of conflicting narrative too, right? You've got, you can almost see what's going to happen at the hearing tomorrow. It's going to be all the pro uh, crypto uh, you know, uh, constitu or constituents, am I saying? Um, yeah. Committee members yeah. saying, um, you know, uh, talking about this bill, asking them, you know, how, you know, is it, is it, is it a good direction? How can we improve on it? How can we build on it? And then you've got 
and have the anti uh, the anti crypto people saying, "Well, you saw what happened with Binance, and and uh, there are all these things, these terrible things going on, and, and just it's it's gonna it's gonna split the narrative. And I think it's gonna take away from what was originally supposed to be just focusing on this House uh, legislation." Yeah, and there's certainly enough to pull from 136 pages, and we haven't even gone through all of them yet because there's too many allegations in there to get to on a breaking news space, but it's a lot. And I would like to shift to kind of end more on positive notes because I guess we'll see what happens in that House hearing tomorrow. It's not only, by the way, the fact that we have to monitor that. There's also the uh, spaces you mentioned with Elon Musk and RFK Jr. coming up at uh, well in the afternoon. Well, there's also the Apple event, which I think a lot of people in the crypto space are looking forward to to see what does Apple launch. And there's been always speculation on what that headset could look like in the metaverse projects that have been beaten down. Maybe some people out there who have invested in those hoping to see some use case. We at Coinage just speculated and covered the decentralized cloud projects that are hoping that they might be included in terms of what we've seen in this crazy AI sparked arms race for chips and NVIDIA stock been on a tear. Uh, and the idea of maybe these decentralized networks could help a lot of people. Eleanor, I'm, I'm not sure if you focus in on tech stuff as well, but it does seem like the crossover between people and crypto have shifted. Obviously, a lot of excitement has shifted to AI. We've got this event coming out and maybe potentially offering some sort of excitement to return for the idea of what do these headsets all mean? Are we all going to be dumb walking around with these things strapped to our head? What might it do for other crypto projects? I don't know, but it's exciting to maybe see Tim Cook come out there and talk about what Apple has in store. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And I think you're seeing AI is, is a much bigger buzzword these days, especially in the crypto community, right? People, uh, crypto, people who are building uh, AI kind of protocols on these blockchains, like people are really honing in on this this technology that, that seems to, you know, doesn't really have a conversation or a place in the regulatory conversation right now. Like we're not seeing too many bills or too many opinions or, 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 or questions about how will AI, you know, how will we regulate AI? Because, you know, I think that's it's going to be very hard. If crypto is hard to regulate, then AI is going to be like nearly impossible. Um, but you do kind of see that 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 shift there, right? I mean, people, people who are into crypto, um, all of a sudden, super hopeful that AI will kind of give the space some some credence, I think. And, uh, you know, Apple comes out with, with great stuff. Um, you know, Tim Cook is, is a real visionary. So I think that will be really interesting to see what what happens there and those those headsets that everybody's been waiting for but you know i don't really i don't cover tech too much but um i have covered some of those apple events before um the the where they you know launched their new iphones and their new tech pieces and that's so interesting and you just wonder like how they can do this all in a year because they come out with new <laughs> stuff literally every year i'm like you must be working you must not sleep all yeah those apple big, engineers. <laughs> big company big ambitions abrams i know you've been watching it. it's at 1 p.m eastern is when it kicks off i know you and other people in the coinage dow community have been begging us to use some of our funds to maybe buy one of these headsets play around with it share it with everybody in our community i say maybe i don't know if that's something that if you're listening to this you know good luck uh because they're gonna be expensive i think people are talking about maybe three thousand dollars in right. this is um it's Apple's already looking forward to not blockbuster sales for this headset. They're expecting, uh, you know, decent numbers, but they know it's a high-end product. It's for the first wave of tech adopters, people who want to be into the new wave of, of AR technology. But uh, this also is looking to be one of Apple's longest keynotes in a while. They have a lot to announce, according to analysts. So I'm very much interested in having this on in the background while I continue to comb through this lawsuit. Yeah, there's a lot I'm of different... 
<laughs> Eleanor, go ahead. I was going to say, no, I was going to say, I'm just glad I'm not like, because when I used to cover it, like from a producer standpoint, and I was working with reporters on it, I would, uh, you know, have to listen to the whole thing and like, listen to the key sound bites, go back and cut those key sound bites, all the videos. So like, you know, like a long keto was always like, oh, that's going to be, that's my work's going to be cut out for me this time. So I'm just glad I'm not covering it in that capacity. <laughs> yeah. You've got other things to pay attention to now with all this other shenanigans in crypto going on, which are, you know, requires just as much demanding attention and detail and all this stuff. But there are plenty of other headlines Definitely. to maybe include here as we wrap up on this Monday news recap, as we always do, highlighting the biggest stories in crypto for you. And Eleanor, always appreciate you coming on here to chat with us to spotlight some of those. And I'm not sure if we missed anything that you would also include uh, at this point, but those were the big ones we had. Uh, is there anything else you're going to be yeah. watching this week? As I said, it's, it's really that house hearing that you seem to be most focused on. And now the spillover from this Binance lawsuit from the SEC finally coming down. But if there's anything else, by all means. Yep, there's going to be obviously the hearing, there's the Binance stuff, which I think will continue into the conversation for weeks to come. Um, there's the RFK spaces with Musk. I think we should definitely all be listening to, you know, listen out for his, his opinions and his uh, thoughts on crypto. That'll be interesting. And then uh, obviously, you know, it's it's June 5th today, but next week uh, we've got June 13th, which is the day that the Hinman documents are supposed to come out. There's a lot of uh, anticipation surrounding that. I know, I know we've talked about this a lot on, on the show, but uh, it's going to be this week and next week are going to be crypto heavy weeks. And then the week after I go away to England for two weeks. So I'm just <laughs> like, I'm going to be like, you know, I'm going to be working, obviously. I'm going to be like super, super busy there because I'm I chose the wrong time to go away, basically. But you know what? It's fine. <laughs> yeah, I think, I mean, that's the thing about crypto is it's really impossible to ever book any vacation time because as soon as you do, all the news oh, comes totally. out. And plus, it's impossible. You don't want to miss anything. Everything happens all the time. You can't miss it. Abrams, I know you were looking at headlines as well to wrap us up here. Any big ones to throw out there before we call it a day on the Monday News Recap? Oh, boy. Um, <laughs> Atomic Wallet was hacked for $35 million over the weekend. They're still investigating it. Um, there are some interesting developments in the Genesis claim with regards to FTX and 3AC trying to get their money. EA Sports is teaming up with Nike's NFT sneaker project. Um, Charles Hoskinson apparently, uh, this is this will be the last one because that's kind of funny. Uh, pollutes more with his private jet than Mark Zuckerberg and Kim Kardashian. He also uh, rents it out to. Other celebrities, including Metallica and Dwayne The Rock Johnson. I, didn't ne I never expected to hear about Charles Hoskinson, founder of Cardano, and Dwayne The Rock Johnson in the same network, but they share a plane because it's a great networking <laughs> tool. There you go. I like that one. You know, it's, there's a wide reach for the Cardano community. You can count The Rock in there as well. One that caught my eye was this idea of Do Kwan, the founder of Terra, still in Montenegro, and what's going on with his bail battle back and forth. Will he, won't he? We saw it approved, then we saw it turned down by a higher court. Now it sounds like it was approved. So constant bail battle going back and forth. Yeah. And the last thing I'll say is I'm keeping an eye on all of the coins mentioned in the SEC's lawsuit as being securities, including BNB, Cardano, Solana, and pretty much all of them are down on the news. So yeah. it'll be important to watch that. And as, as we said, Coinbase shares in the trading session also getting punted down off 10% as we've been tracking all the headlines coming out of the Binance SEC a lawsuit. But uh, that's another one to keep our eyes on in the session. Still off 10%. Eleanor Tarrant, appreciate you coming back on here. Producer and reporter extraordinaire on the crypto front at Fox Business. Thanks again for the time. If we don't speak before, enjoy that vacation. I think you've earned it. Thanks for checking out another episode of The Ether. That was the Coinage Crypto News Recap. 
the SEC sues Binance. Recorded on Monday, June 5th, 2023. For TerraSpaces.org, I'm Finn. Thanks for listening. And if you want to keep listening, head on over to TerraSpaces.org slash donate and show some support, yeah. Nice. I'm going to tell you something. When the world starts to get really bad and these mugs out here robbing, you're going to love digital currency. All these motherfuckers, they be running and gunning And I'm all like, I'm sitting back just having fun in the sun And I'm like, one out of a hundred, I'm just building up on it To sum up everything we built her in the last hundred upsets You're getting salty, feeling faulty, you ain't no man I keep robo here, grinning ear to ear, throwing up anarchy Smoking toilet trees, spitting philosophies Look at the dossier, we rack like geography There's layers to this shit, like it's sedimentary All these little onion peels getting torn off and buried Imagine the smell, that shit is a vital experience without knowing and how you will not survive, period. Uh, <laughs> he's a fucking trip, man. Jimmy, if you Jimmy, if you listen to this, right, you're getting absolutely fucking ripped to death, like on a spaceship of a life, you little troglodyte bastard. I hope you fucking listen, I hope you come to my house soon. I swear to God, man, I've got fucking loads of weapons on my dogs, man. You just a little rat, man, one. Fuck off, man. Do one. Fuck off. Harmony. No, no, the wonder you're looking for a fucking job. You fucking Egypt. You've just been fucking up with this. Fuck off. Try to change the course of the portion philosophy I'm just here for the corporation sponsor But bottom me feels like I won the lottery Like I'm ghosting this pottery Chill, Demi Boy, the shit's supposed to be haunting If it wasn't, ain't no puzzle You would try to train your muscle Air dropping like a fatal hustle But the pay is bustin' Think of all the loss of crew Just to pick up off the tricky custom Not figured all those sub-downs Would make up for something I guess it just goes to show The fuck do I know? At least it's quiet over here I like my little silo It's better than watching them fight Over how to divide my time between Sitting at the desk and the ride home Devs at Mickey D's, they leeching off that Wi-Fi Zap, dose, and mold, they shipping more than five guys Console open, waiting for the kamikaze When the flash phone's bang, they feeling like paparazzi Snapshot, motherfuckers We got layers, meteora, jawbreaker We cracking a lot of craters We rapping a lot of pay dirt Maxing out relayers Imagine the smell Five dollar wrench to your Darth Vader It's, it's really funny uh, to us at Binance That everyone here is talking about uh, blockchain attack. We know who all the validators are. We know, we know where they live. And we're going to their house with a wrench, a big wrench. And we will attack them with the wrench. And then we will take their validator node physically and put it in a truck and drive it to China. Right, so this is an extension of the, the activities you performed on, on BTC, right? Uh, funding and creating these massive uh, Bitcoin mines, putting them in caves, putting them in, in uh, factories that were abandoned in the past, and also using electromagnetic pulse bombs to detonate uh, the USA and the other country mines, right? So you're now applying this strategy to, to Lunk uh, in order to take over the chain, is that correct? Uh, it's more simple. There's no uh, EMP bomb. It's just a van of men in uh, Balaclava, and they have wrench, and they're taking the physical validators from people's houses. They are usually very fat and they're usually uh, in the shower with, you know, with trying to wash uh, their mice uh, droppings off their uh, clothes. So it's very simple. We just walk in and we take it. But if there is someone who is sitting at the computer or sleeping at the computer, we, uh, we hit them with the wrench really, really hard. And then they say, stop, don't do that again. And we say, that's okay. 
just mm-hmm. give us your validator note and then they give it to us and we drive it to China. Ten spaces.